global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all trading higher, the S&P in record territory, Dow very close to the best level of the day. Let's head over the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call, and here's Bill Maloney. Good afternoon, Charlie. Stocks are rising again today with the Dow currently higher by 150 points. S&P has gained 13 and Nasdaq rises 34. The S&P 500 rises for a fifth day. That's the longest streak since March. Over in Europe, Italy rose 1.6% and Germany climbed 1.4%. Back in the U.S., the small cap 600 gains 2 points and the U.S. 10 yield at 1.53%. 9 out of 10 SP sectors are higher, led by gains in financials, materials, and technology. Only utilities fell. Dow Transport's outperform gained 103 points. NASA Biotech's rise 8 and the VIX is down by 3%. Regarding IPOs, line surged as high as 44.49 in its U.S. trading debut. Dow leaders included Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, and Apple, while United Health Group and Verizon led to the downside. MetLife jumped as much as 6.2% amid gains in the insurers, while Rim Resorts fell 3%. Shares were downgraded over at J.P. Morgan. Live from the First Big News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Charlie? All right. Hey, thank you very much, Bill Maloney. And to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg type squawk, S-Q-U-A-W-K on your terminal. I'm Charlie Palatin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. J.P. Morgan. Shares of J.P. Morgan Chase are higher right now by more than 2%. Volume of more than 23 million shares. Here to tell us more about J.P. Morgan's stronger-than-expected second-quarter results is Fred Cannon. He is Global Director of Research at KBW. Fred, thank you very much for being with us. Great to be on, Tim. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, stronger than expected second quarter results, a surprise increase in revenue, a surge in the trading business. Let's start there. How did that happen? Well, one of the things that Brexit did was it increased volatility near the end of the quarter, and so we saw trading pick up. It had already been a bit better in the first quarter, or quite a bit better, actually, in the first quarter, and then we got a little surge there at the end that got us the nice, um, nice beat on trading. So will that continue? Probably not. Uh, as we enter the summer months, especially August, uh, we always see a slowdown in trading, and the back half of the year tends to be slow. Plus, there's some big long-term pressures on that business from regulation, the amount of capital that uh, banks have to hold against it. Tell us about the lower expenses at J.P. Morgan Chase so they can continue to cut. I think the short answer is yes. They did get a special benefit and a reversal of some legal fees this quarter, and we know that's not going to continue. But overall, what you're going to see all the big banks do in this low interest rate environment is very much focused on expenses. So I think the trend at J.P. Morgan to control and contain expenses you're going to see from all the big banks. And loan growth, that exceeded, what, 10%. How did that happen? Annualized uh, credit cards. It looks like J.P. Morgan is gearing up on credit cards. We think there's probably a little bit of market share steal from American Express that's been struggling recently. But also, it looks like all these credit card lenders are are willing to take a little bit more risk, go down the credit spectrum, and and push growth. Now, uh, a part of the conference call included comments from the chief financial officer, Marianne Lake, uh, saying that uh, the June jobs report, wage growth in retail sales and housing, are healthy and that the U.S. economy is set for continued moderate growth. Is that necessary for the results of J.P. Morgan and other banks to improve? 
Absolutely. Remember, we have a huge headwind from the interest rate environment. The market's hitting record levels, but the 10-year bond rate is 1.53, I think we just heard. That's a very tough environment for banks. Uh, it means the spread on their business is low. Um, so what has to happen is we have to have o other offsets. And so as she was talking about today, we really need this loan growth, economic growth to continue at a good pace in the U.S. because we're not seeing it overseas. Well, uh, Jamie Dimon, the chief executive of J.P. Morgan Chase, said that he hopes that politicians are going to be sensible when they make decisions relating to the European Union and Britain and that uh, he hopes that businesses are going to get some time to adjust to this new reality. Do you think he's going to be uh, listened to? Do you think he's going to be heard? <laughs> I don't know about uh, politicians being sensible of something that we can expect this year, to be honest, Tim. Um, certainly, uh, you know, we can be hopeful on that, but uh, we'll just have to see. I mean, it was a big move uh, for Britain to exit the uh, union. We've gotten what uh, one of my clients called a brally here at the uh, end of the, uh, a brally. the Brexit vote, right? But uh, we, we'll see if it continues. I mean, I think things seem a little bit softer here than we've uh, – a little bit better than perhaps people had thought initially, but we have, we have a long way to go to work through this. What is the best way to put a value on a bank? Uh, what we really have to do is look at the profitability of the bank, and then we have to back into what the price to book value or re return should be. So JP Morgan makes around, you know, 10, 11% return on equities. We think in this environment, their cost of equity is probably 9%. They should earn around where they are, or maybe a little higher, 1.3, 1.4 of times book value. So that's the best way to think about banks, especially remember when you're thinking about these trading, this uh, fixed income trading, you can't forecast that. That's just a crapshoot each, uh, each quarter. So a lot of these things can't be forecasted. So you really have to fall back on some of these price-to-book ratios. All right. So I'm going to ask you to forecast or at least uh, <laughs> roll the dice a little bit because we're going to get results tomorrow from Citigroup as well as Wells Fargo. What do you expect? Uh, we expect uh, some pull through. Remember, ex expectations have been reduced for all these big banks coming into earnings as a result of the interest rate environment. And I think some of the things that we saw at J.P. Morgan should pull through. For Wells Fargo, uh, you know, mortgage business is a big part of their business. They won't recognize as much of that income as J.P. Morgan because of some uh, obscure accounting issues. But yet, that's a that's a big help for Wells Fargo, and we're we're quite positive on Wells. Cities, a little bit, you never know. They um, do tend to stumble on their quarters, so we'll just have to see. And next week, we're going to get results from Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, as well as Morgan Stanley. Is there a standout among those three for you? Well, I think one reason you saw more uh, Goldman Sachs be the big winner today is is some of the read across from J.P. Morgan. It would be quite positive both on trading and on some of the capital markets activities and some of the investment banking. So that's the one to watch. The stock has been beat up pretty good here in the last uh, last few months. So that's one to watch to pop. I want to thank you very much for spending time and uh, giving us some detailed information about the banking sector. Fred Cannon is Global Director of Research at KBW. Right now, the shares of uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, they are up 2%. Uh, shares of Citigroup, they are up nearly 3%. Bank of America shares up a 2%. Goldman Sachs shares are higher by 3%. And Morgan Stanley, a gain of more than 3%. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, and this is Bloomberg. Coming up on Taking Stock, we'll take stock of Israeli technology companies. Why are they leading a technology rally? We've got the details with Stephen Schoenfeld of Blue Star Indexes. That's next.